What do you make of Sirianni's act, that kind of coach, the sort of screamer coach, the intense kind of guy? You like that? Uh, I don't know if I like it, but I, I respect it, I guess. Um, you know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and you can succeed. <laughs> Free ride? Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> Julian Love. And he was he was obviously not happy with the with the the, the, the face he was making in the camera during the Giants game, because that's what he alluded to right there. But what was the quote, Jack, that he, he said that it's a it's a free it's a free ride right now? Yep. While complimenting the Eagles roster, he's more or less says the coach has has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So he's a system quarterback. And a system head coach, according to the other uh, NFC East players. Right. Yes. Imagine that's a hell of a system. Just plug it right in. Um, I mean, so so like, how much do you think that Nick Sirianni? He's 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 not calling plays on offense. He's not mm-hmm. calling plays on defense. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of coaches, successful coaches around the NFL, that aren't calling plays on on offense or defense that are considered successful coaches. Yeah. And this is Nick Sirianni's second, third year, second year, second year. Second year, he's in the Super Bowl, yeah. right? Like, so I would say he's doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you can't say he's doing a very good job. Um, I guess if you get into the details of what he actually does or Im- how he impacts the team on game day, you know, some people may put the priority of or prioritize play calling a lot higher versus someone who isn't calling plays. It's all about your perception of a coach. And this is where no fault of his own. It's just who he is and his personality that he shows. You know, people from the outside don't necessarily – they may not find that um, endearing to them or, or it's not a lovable sort of character. You know, it, it's, it's, he's our head coach. Right. So we feel a certain way about him. I don't know if we would feel this way about him if we were watching him coach another team. Right? We wouldn't know. We wouldn't I wouldn't like I wouldn't like it either. So I mean if I was watching the same thing, I would probably think like, who is this goof that's right. making these faces in front of the camera or whatever? So I get it, you know, other people from the outside being critical or jealous or, you know, whatever. But you gotta look at it this way. Who cares? He's our coach. Like, that's the way – that's the way – just like Doug. Doug got a lot of the same sort of stuff, little little under underline, uh, undermining remarks about he's not the brightest or this and that right. and the other. Guy won a Super Bowl and outcoached Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. So whatever anyone's first impression of Nick Sirianni was last year, and a lot of us had those reactions to his first impression, his first – press conference, I think he's grown light years from that. And so much so, you don't have to focus on press conferences. Look at the results. And that's what matters the most, His, his the results. His players love him. They love playing for him. Uh, he doesn't have to be the guy who's drawing up the plays and has to get all the credit like the Sean McVay's and the Cal Shanahan's. These guys, I can go through a list of other coaches around the league. Matt LaFleur or Mike LaFleur, whatever the hell his name is in Green Bay, what does he do? 
Um, but what Aaron Rodgers tells him to do. Yeah, pretty much. So how smart is he? He's gone to back-to-back conference championship games. Just because he, he looks good and he can present himself well, it doesn't mean he's having any more of an impact on what's going on than anyone else. And the thing I like about Nick Sirianni is, is that he's found an area where he can have his greatest impact on the team and his ego isn't bruised because he doesn't have to have control of everything. That's what's happened to some of these other coaches. You know, Andy left here, it was a power struggle. You know, Chip came in here, it was a power struggle. People don't like to talk about it. Doug ain't here. A little bit of a power struggle. Yep. So, right now, Nick is perfect. And there's plenty of coaches that have had success doing it the way Nick does it. John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. These guys have had decades of success. They're both Hall of Fame coaches. They don't call the plays on Sunday. Nope. They don't call the plays on Sunday. So, he's not a Jason Garrett. We all saw him, Coach Clapp, right? He's just over there clapping. That's, <laughs> that's all he does. He doesn't have any say. Nobody respects him, right? But he kept his job for almost a decade. Yep. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what's the name? Justin Love, Jordan Love? Julian, Julian Love. Love. Julian Love. Not Julian brother Love. love. No, not brother Love. Uh, Julian Love. So, he doubled down on Twitter. I mean, of course he did. That's okay. Just make sure Brian Dayball is a good coach. You've had a few coaches up there the last few years. Worry about your coach. Well, and so he Because guess what? You're going to have to deal with our coach. We, we're not going anywhere. The Eagles aren't going anywhere. You just won nine games for the first time, and that was success. And they're, they're throwing a parade in New York for you guys up there. You've been the worst team in football the last five years. Yep. Lost more games than anybody. Like, lost more games than anybody. We've had three coaches, and they've all won more and done more than the coaches that have been there in New York. He, uh, so he, like, he follows it, up Julian to, Love or Jordan Love? I Julian Love. Julian Love, okay. Jordan Love's the quarterback uh, up in Green Bay. Okay, that's right. Philly fans sure don't like this one, LOL, but I'm not wrong. This is a player's league, and Philly has dogs on the roster top to bottom. It's no mystery why, why, why they're in this position. Right, but you can say that they have a great roster top to bottom without taking shots at, at the head coach. See, here's the, here's well, that, well, that Peter Schrager sort of said, or Cal Brent, they, they, they led him into that. And, yeah, and he took the bait. Yes. Yep. Yes. And then he went. So, I mean, and, and here's, the, here's, the, here's, like, my perspective from it now. You've just made yourself a story next year when, when these two teams play each other. An unnecessary story to where now, if you're a giant, I don't even know his contractual status or really mm-hmm. who he is. But now this becomes a big story. Now his coach is going to have to answer to it. Now his teammates are going to have to answer to it. Now he's going to have to answer to it. You just lost, right? And yeah. he, he's, he's a good talker. He's a good-looking dude. He's going to do media. He doesn't mind throwing out his opinions. Even if he's not necessarily wrong, it's just unnecessary. They just beat you. You know what? I like it, though. That's better than swapping jerseys after every game. It's too friendly. Better saying go win one for our division. Yeah, it's better than what Michael, <laughs> you know, Mike, Michael Parsons is down there in Dallas trying to root on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't need all of that. I'm okay with a little rivalry. I don't like the Giants. They stink. We made fun of Joe Judge left and right. Did we not? For good reason. He's a local guy. Too. Well, okay, Nick's mugging into a camera. No, but, but 
There's a difference between not liking that and saying that he's got nothing to do with the reason why the team is where they are. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I mean, all right. I'm just saying, we, we, we ripped Joe Judge and made fun of Joe Judge being in New York. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We did. Yeah, we make fun of other coaches. Like, sure. if, Nick, if Nick is going to do that, then you have to almost expect accept that. whatever reaction it, it, it garners from people that are watching. Like, if you're going to do that, then it's like wearing a beat Dallas shirt. Like, if you're going to do that type of stuff, then people are going to react to it. Forgot about that. Yeah, people are going to react to it. So, But the, the, the thing is, as long as we support him, like we shouldn't care if everybody on the outside loves him and respects him or what have you. Like I don't care if the freaking Giants players don't like our coach or what. So what? Yeah. Twitter, hey, Twitter co- questions today. Go ahead. Brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking to get engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit marks-jewelers.com. And it certainly does help the rivalry. No one likes us. We don't care. We do, though. Boo. <laughs> yeah, but we do care. That's the thing. We say we well, don't care. Well, some people we care. I know. And some of us don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, some of us really don't care. Like, some of us do care, and then some of us don't care. Correct. Let's go to Frankie and Roxborough. Frankie, how are you? What's going on, buddy? All right, guys. How you doing? Thanks for oh, taking Frankie. What's up, Frankie? Yo, How's it going, buddy? John Marks. I'm glad you're on the bandwagon. Thank you. Glad to, good, so good anyway, to be on, Frankie. I don't care how we win. We we play bully ball. And, and Ike, we won how many games? When, this year? Ike? 14. Yeah. Yeah, 14. Okay. And when we when we wanted to uh, when we took the lead, right? And we wanted to just like run the ball and just like beat them up, right? Did anybody stop us? Nope. Okay. But Jalen, he's a nightmare. Now, uh, Ike, I want to ask you a question because you played and you were a linebacker. That's true. Now. I taped, every, I taped every game that the Eagles played. And I, I, I watched uh, when, when Jalen does his, does his thing about, you know, the, the RPOs and all that. Mm-hmm. I watched the linebackers, Ike. Mm-hmm. And it looks like their feet are in concrete. They can't, they can't make a decision. And yeah. and and when we played San Francisco, we beat them up so bad. All we heard about is how Warner is so good. He is good. I I give him that. But do you remember that one play, Ike, uh, when uh, the the run that Miles scored that touchdown? The first Before one or the second one? one? Yeah, the the first one when he was untouched. No, first one, one, I do you yeah. remember it? Yeah, I got you. Yep. Okay. He nobody was near him before when he was in the end zone. That's when uh, I saw Warner reacted. He so what are you move. saying that that it's Jalen Hurts that's contributing to this because they're they don't know if he's going to keep it, throw it, run it. Yeah, but he. Yeah. The, the thing is, I'm saying, John is. Nobody ever stopped it all year. Yeah, it really has been. Thank you, Frankie. Why would we do anything else? Let's just do that. Yes. <laughs> you can't stop it. There's too many options. <laughs> too many options. Okay, let me get to his point oh, real quick. 
Uh, yeah, Jalen sticking the football in the stomach of a, of the running back. It freezes the linebacker, and he doesn't know, and he has to wait because he doesn't know if Jalen gave the ball to the running back or he's going to keep it himself. That's first. Secondly, if he keeps it, he doesn't know if Jalen's going to run or it's a pass play. So, yeah, the linebackers are going to be a second slower. That's why this offense has great design because that one second it takes for them to react now the linemen have already got the angles on the blocks that they need. You can't flow fast to the football because these aren't easy reads. This isn't, you know, 22 belly or 32 stretch where you can just run to the football. This is stick the ball in the running back stomach, and sometimes I'm going to pull it out. I may thro- I'm may i going to throw it, or I could run it myself. Ooh, that boy almost got a tanger. I know. Man. Sorry, there's families there, isn't there? <laughs> Well, hold on. I mean, for, there's, but, a, there's a little bit the, too much 32 dive left. There's stuff <laughs> talking to Herb. He, he, he sounded like Herb, yeah. But but I mean, no, and those are old running plays, exactly. But I but like the, the thing that that makes Jalen special, I suppose, then would be this isn't the first time quarterbacks have tried this. Jalen's just very gifted at deceiving, deception, knowing when to keep it, knowing when to throw it. We saw the difference in the rushing game when he wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. Totally different, right? Like mm-hmm. just when you know there's no threat, because Gardner Mitchell wasn't wasn't doing RPOs throwing the ball, right? He was just more or less handing right. the ball off or, or not handing the ball off. Jalen's very good at knowing when to keep it, knowing when. I mean, it really does keep the defense on their toes or really yeah. on their heels. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, there's ways to slow it down. I mean, if you really think about it, the 49ers slowed it down. Yeah, for sure. The Eagles just stuck with it and eventually – they broke runs in, in the red zone. But the Eagles only averaged 3.4 yards per carry. So, the, and it took 44 rushing attempts just to get 145 rushing yards. So, but the great thing about that game last week is that the Eagles didn't get frustrated by that. They stuck with it. And that's what you have to do. Because he's right. On those two touchdowns that, that Miles scored on, it wasn't touched. Yeah, it was a big, big hole, boom, <laughs> yeah. go through a touchdown. Yeah, he wasn't touched. We'll get to Todd Maryland in a second, but T and Cobbs will join us. T, how are you, buddy? I'm all right. How y'all doing? Appreciate you taking my call. What's up, T? What's up, T? Hey, man, I got five quick points. If you don't mind, I'll bust through them and I'll just come in and talk about it if you want to. Uh, so, <laughs> you got laughter from the studio yeah. audience. No, no one ever says I have five quick points. There's normally two quick points, yeah. No, I got five no, I know. No, that, that, that's why it was funny. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Go ahead. Shoot. My bad. I don't want to slow you down. Go. Yeah, for the five years, 250 mil, that's a lot, man. And I'll tell you what, the Colvin, uh Jalen Hurts' uh, agent, I, I, if she already said when she signed Will Anderson, possibly number one pick in the draft, that she needed a race truck, you, you know right she's going to get that five years, 250 mil, and she sent uh, uh, Howie Roseman some Jerry McGuire show me the money stuff because – they ain't playing, man, and, and, and really that's going to change the whole outcome of, the, of us moving forward. And in doing so, Hurts' father, Wade Hurts Sr., he's got to be buying y'all something crazy uh, if his son's getting five years, 250 mil, uh, because the way O.G. Wade just professed his love for his son on here, <laughs> I know five years, 250 mil is going to be in his bank account as well. Um, that's two. Now, now with the Hurts contract, um, what would you say, honestly, would be more beneficial, man, to get Hurts out the way? Because we know they're going to pay him. Or to retain Hurts at a cheaper value and get more players. 
because once you pay him, man, the allocation of developing players and doing the right thing in the draft, I mean, yeah, how is he getting better? But I'm not sure that, you know, that's, that's a shoo-in. So if it's not a shoo-in, I hope yeah, that, you know, we can get him for $46, 47000000 million a year rather than 50 Well, and, and it – well, it, hi- it highlights misses too, right? Like you can't afford to miss on a well, yeah, on, and, on picks. Unless Howie continues to find ways to move up the draft. When you're drafting later in that first round, those picks are more likely to not hit as opposed to a top 10 pick, right? So if you're drafting in the high 20s because we expect to have a good football team, it's harder to hit on those players. And not that you can't. I just mean the no-brainer, the no-brainers aren't there like they are, are in the top 10. Now, my last two before I go, thank you for the time. Look, the free agent situation, uh, I came up to something like about a month ago, and I talked to you about this, and I still double down the same way. Like, out of those three players that you highlight, whether it's Hargrave, Bradbury, uh, TJ Edwards, or whoever the three are, like, you, you really need to bring two of those big contracts back to run it back. And, and that's just how I feel. I know you can't bring all three. I know you can't bring all these top players back. But the integral parts of those defense are going to be the reason we get farther Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, just backload the contract for Hertz, right? Like he's still going to make second round money next year. Even mm-hmm. when you extend him, you can still keep the cap number like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're signing a five year contract, I'll just make year three, four, and five where that's the mega hit. Then they just redo the contracts and they keep kicking it in the future. Yeah, the quarterback is easy. It's the talent you put around him. Like the quarterback is easy to keep because you know he's the mainstay. That's why. When the, when the Chiefs did Patrick Mahomes' contract, like they're like, okay, we're just going to spread the money out. We can backload it either way. We know we can always rip up the deal. You're not going anywhere. Right. So we'll be able to do that. It's the other players and whether or not they're willing to have their money switched around like that, right? So you're looking at James Bradbury. He's not going to be here for the next five to six years. So he nope. want all his money now. Now, so They're, that's three years. They can't. They can't do that with everybody. Right. You can't do that with everybody. And when you're doing it with players that are Bradbury's age or Hargrave's age, like those players that are around thirty, you know you don't. You don't have five, six years. Like with Jalen, he's twenty-four. You can manipulate you that. Yeah, time. you can manipulate that contract how you want it, because really all he cares about is the signing bonus. I guess I guess my point was that when people hear the fifty million dollars a year, you don't have that doesn't you don't have to account for that every year the fifty million dollars. How he cooks the books, and then can lower it a little bit, and you can still add talent, especially if you think the window's open right now. At some point, you'll have to pay for it. All right, Todd in Maryland's up. Todd, go ahead, man. How are you? Hey guys, love the show. I, your your five o'clock hour is a, a 
great fun radio. It just really makes my day. We're a little early. We're not in the 5 o'clock switching hour yet. But, uh, hey, Johnny Marks, what I wanted to say is I thought you were a little tough on the fan base at the end of the show yesterday. Um, I didn't know. Uh, I was a little confused by what you were saying. So what, basically what was being said to me was that I'm, I am not as much of a fan as somebody that goes down the games and stay, is in, every week and is in the parking lot. And a Super Bowl loss means more to them than to me because I'm not the one that goes down and tailgates and goes to games and things like that. My point is that every fan is different, and it doesn't mean I'm any less of a fan because I don't enjoy going down the games and tailgating and going into the games. Well, that's fair. I appreciate that. And real quick, yeah, I just want to say Herb's ode to the Eagles last week was the funniest goddamn thing I've heard in a long time. And I just laughed thinking if your bosses had just wanted to check in on your show, turn on the radio, and heard that, I wonder what's running. They're probably thinking, what are they doing on this show? Right, uh, I, I, and, and Jack, it's, th- it's thank- classic radio. And, and Jack, you got to play that whenever you get it. Should on your show from now into the Eagles, because here we go. Here we go, Eagles. Pick six, pick six. Bumble touchdown, bumble touchdown. One, two, three, out. One, two, three, out. One, two, three, out. Give me an E. E, give me an A. A. E. 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 Wow. He didn't give, he did his own E. He didn't give anyone a chance to give him the Right, so he throws everybody off. With the chant. Well, I appreciate it, Todd. All right. Well, have fun in uh, Arizona. What a fun ride. All right, man. All right, Todd. There he is. Yeah, Herb. Herb's one of a kind. Actually, I saw Rod Lankin. We had heard of him for like six or seven minutes yesterday, and I saw Rod duck into Jack's studio, and I was wondering if he was – why do you have Herb on for this many minutes? Yeah, I'm sure he was asking that. (laughs) told you, Ike. Yeah. I told you a few. She's black. Ike, I told you. (laughs) Come on. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It was not about that, for what it's worth. Oh, it wasn't. No, no, no. Okay. Nah, he's not like Tom Bigby or whatever. That's like you know, freaking well, out listen, about dollars. I no, I know, but it, like seven minutes with Herb can be. Oh, he's basically you know, a guest at this point. Right. So yeah, is really, Wade. I mean, Wade, him, Chuck. I mean, might as well just take out a segment for him. Pretty much do. All right, coming up, top five. Do people want to hear the top five of five with Jack Fritz? All the live studio audience here at Cramp Flores. Do we want to hear it? What? L. J- Jack, I guess it's being rescheduled. You're being preempted. No? All right, top five and five with, uh, with Jack coming up next. What does he have in store for us? Big 5 o'clock hour. We're live at Kremp Florist in Willow Grove. So stop on out. We're here till 6 o'clock. Back right after this. Don't go anywhere. But, hey, listen, everybody's talking about QC Kinetics, right, because people are getting – Real results for the joint pain. Lasting relief without drugs or surgery. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They're using highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. So if you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. And don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only option. Times have changed, and medicine, this medicine can get you moving again. No downtime. So stop taking pain meds. And discover this remarkable alternative that has pro athletes. They've been using it for years. And QC Kinetics makes this available now to folks like me and you. And if you're sick and tired of joint pain, don't put it off any longer. Call today. They'll make sure they get you in for an evaluation ASAP. A better quality of life is just around the corner. Call them today, QC Kinetics. 215 999 3000. 
215-999-3000. Call them today, 215-999-3000.